A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One, two, three, and clap. Boom. That was the best one yet. Did you really think so? I swear to God, I just heard a clap about a full minute after it there. Yeah, I think I froze. Anyway, look, let's just keep going and deal with another time because if we keep trying to do this, we won't get an episode. I know. That's true. Or what about a whole episode of us trying to clap in sync? That's like the niche content that the creeps want. (laughs) absolutely we'll just put out there's nothing well charted that there's nothing that sounds nicer than just clapping into a microphone (laughs) uh well welcome back creeps it's so good to um see you guys it's so good to see people that i didn't have a hand in making myself just how sweet it is to be creeping with you oh do you know it's very nice do you know the way people are hitting the emotions on COVID-19 at different rates? Yeah. A bit like a Zoom yeah. drag. And um, I I think I got some feelings today. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Just real out of the Teary. Mm, no, still not that far, but just a feeling. It crept across my heart. I was watching the Dua Lipa um, live singing that they very good oh, it was very very you, very Jen. talented <laughs> it was a good is she good because i kept trying to find her you know reasons to like her and and i do <laughs> like her music i just have a problem with her personality jen why i just luckily i don't know a thing about her she's yeah zero I don't either. crack Look. oh yes we talked about this before i just can't that believe is disappointing how spo- yeah absolute fun sponge doesn't appear to have anything I mean you can't have it all you can't be gorgeous talented and good crack good like we except are for, so. <laughs> I mean yeah. notable exceptions here <laughs> I've been putting out that Jen looks like a thumb in real life by the way the I look like a thumb right here it's perfectly <laughs> you can see me with your own eyes 
I was like, everyone telling me how hot you are has finally eroded me. And so now I'm like, she's not. Fuck off, she's grim. She's not in real, not IRL, not IRL. It's the lighting. Um, but We're yeah, no, the Dua Lipa thing, it just was like, oh, I, something about the kind of like, oh, crack finds a way. And, you know, the, the human impulse to create cannot be what is she denied uh, and then i just then the feelings went away again thank god tell me though is what is it that you're you're talking did she do an instagram live she was to perform on the late late show not our late late show but like the late show and um instead they did it on some weird non-laggy not to shit all over zoom um, but they did it on some weird video call thing where uh, everyone just participated, including her dancers. And it just it was just seamless to the point where like when her dancers came in, they just came on the screen and then they disappeared again. It was just beautiful. It was really oh, it good. It was crack. so good. I was zooming in on what they were using. It seemed to be something called like home wave or something. Yeah. I mean, which I think is probably particularly for maybe the makers of home wave have started this whole COVID thing to launch a new tech platform where they um <laughs> it's all about home streaming concerts <laughs> um it's I, nice to see inside celebrities homes all the same yeah oh. that is an upside of the covid you can't Did buy taste see? is clearly the lesson of covid who's got the worst oh. i hate ellen's couch if i have to see ellen's couch one more time in this pandemic i'm going oh, to fucking it. go postal i'm gonna <laughs> literally google ellen's couch, couch right now i haven't seen it either have i have you well um, done for avoiding it guys that's all i'll say and there's a massive uh i, I presume would have you two of you uh no, the twitter thread from some guy who was part of the tiger king team <gasps> yeah was yeah blowing yeah. a few blow uh, sending us some re- what did you guys read that as well? No, fill me in. Oh, I, I read parts it. of it. Let me just scroll up here. Like, is he kind of dispelling some of the conspiracy theories? Or yeah. is he like, no. oh, wait well, till you see what didn't make the cut? There's more of it. Yeah, like there's more of it. So this guy who did this thread is the guy who made the Wondery podcast. I, by the way, watched oh. all of the Tiger King since I spoke to you last Thursday. And you look oh, like, like you did. Well, had, You've got that expression on your face. You can tell people who've recently watched it in six hours just from like out in the streets. They just have a certain yeah, look. Yeah, I had known the um, I had known the story because I listened to the podcast last year. So, um, but and there is pretty much like what's in the documentary is in the podcast, but there's probably a little bit more to the well. Podcast. Will I give you the run through? Yeah, visually fantastic though. The podcast doesn't go into like Doc and all those other people as much, though. Oh, Doc is my real fave. Doc is his your real fave. Own fave. My fave Doc. is the um about Doc is is the ex drug lord. Um, oh yeah, the guy who like um bloody Al Pacino's character in Scarface is based on. Yeah. He was. Real I felt like they did not use him enough. Like he was why? the most sexy. He was sexy, wasn't he? But they all yeah. had that very same thin with Doc leg. Antler, guys. Except Doc, young Doc I Antler. The thin, you know, the thin leg in that drainpipe jeans mm. with a heavy yeah. buckle belt and like what looks to be quite a weighty, generous package 
Do you know that look? Oh, that it's not, look. It's, uh, it's, it's the muscle waste because of drugs, Jen. Is it? That's what it is. Right. It's Here's the body just like degenerating because of drugs and alcohol. Turning in on itself. That's it. Um, here we go. This is Robert Moore. This is the one of the producers from Wondery. Here he said, I spent four years working on a podcast and a long magazine story about Joe and Carol. I spent a week living at the zoo. I've spoke <gasps> with almost everyone you're seeing in the documentary. And I attended the <gasps> trial. Oh, Ask I thought you were going to say anything. the funeral. Oh, AMA. Okay, cool. So here's the podcast. So we linked to the podcast and here's the magazine story linked to the New York magazine story. Uh, a few pieces of trivia. This is the list of, I think, 10 pieces of trivia. Genius. This first of all, first one blew my mind. Joe did not write or sing those country songs. No. It I mean, was an outfit. come on. Did you think, what? I was totally fooled. I was no, totally fooled. Like he had to do good. Of, there was no way he had, like, because so whoever sang those songs had a nice, pleasant voice a really yeah, good voice i was constantly like joe is a talent me too i absolutely loved I'm it dead. So, i feel so fucking betrayed by this so annoying isn't it so it was an outfit called the clinton johnson band joe just sang clinton's softly. johnson <laughs> no the clinton johnson band so joe <laughs> just sang softly over the top of the vocal track <laughs> devastated <laughs> which is a really lovely touch um ready for the second one Yes. When Joe's cats died, a lot of them got sold to this strange bone museum in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. So whether they got sold somewhere else is anybody's guess. So there's this museum of osteology, a skeleton museum in Oklahoma City. And that's who it took or bought the bones of the big cats from Joe. Fact four, Eric Goody, G-O-O-D-E, the documentarian, is a quirky character in his own yeah. right. So who is he from the thing again? Do you know he'd show up the odd time and he was always wearing these kind of like check shirts and he was kind of like sort of grey haired, slightly nondescript looking. And he didn't really speak on camera. Sorry. He'd just be around. Not yes. Yeah, he looked guy. like a kind of... Was it? That yeah. was making He's, the whole thing. Yeah, the director, yeah. So here's a bit of an extract that uh, this guy's posted on his Twitter. Like most people, only more so, Eric Good. Is it goody or good? I think who it's cares? good. Yeah, good. who cares? operates in several worlds. He started out in New York in the 70s as an artist constructing um, vitrines a la Joseph Cornell. Keith Haring mm. curated his first uh, group show. In 1983, Good had three pa had three partners open... Opened area. Oh, sorry. He, opened, he was part of three people to open an art house nightclub. Haring, Keith Haring painted the skate ramp. Andy Warhol did the t-shirts. David Hockney did the pool. Amazing. Uh, painted the windows. So a recent time story about the heyday of Area, which is the club they opened, included a photograph of a young good vamping with a young Madonna. He <sighs> opened other clubs with other partners. He built and bought trendy hotels, the Maritime, the Bowery, the Jane, the Lafayette House and restaurants, blah, blah, blah. These chic establishments have made good a wealthy man. And he used to date Naomi Campbell. No way. No way. He, he looks, if this is the same guy I'm thinking. So of, unassuming. Exactly. Maybe perfect for like a documentarian. So, point five. Before Joe married John or Travis, he married yet another young straight man named J.C. Hartpence, 
So Hart Pence later served time in prison for molesting a young lady and is now serving life for first degree murder. Jesus. He knows how to pick him. Point six. At one point, I was investigating the fire at the zoo and I interviewed Mm. the case officer at the Winniewood Police Department, um, Brian Gordon, over the phone. Next day, I got a call from Joe, furious that he'd gotten a call from uh, Brian that I was asking about him. Sorry. I said, Joe, why is this case officer on the case in which you are a suspect calling you to tell you a reporter is asking questions about you? (laughs) Joe said, well, he's also my limo driver, which was true. (laughs) That guy, Gordon... He was the police chief, was found guilty of sexual assault. Uh, so I thought that police chief was Christ. such a weirdo the whole way through. I saw that one. Ma- so, point seven. One night in 2015, Joe and I were walking through Walmart when a portly, bespectacled young gay guy walked up, shook Joe's hand, thanked Joe for being the only one out and proud uh, for many miles when he was growing up. And that guy, that kid, was Josh Dial. Do you remember? The campaign manager. Exactly. Bespectacled. Actually a very nice oh, guy. And mm. if you've seen the whole thing cast, then you know that um Travis's one of Travis's husbands killed himself by accident in the office yeah. as Travis he was spoke yeah. spoke speaking to Josh. Did you think that was by accident? Yeah. Uh yeah, I do think it was by accident, but I do think that he had he had um mental health problems. Like I think he mm. was talking about it. Mm. But I think the the up in the you can't shoot yourself with this kind of gun. I think I don't think he intended to do it there. But like there was footage of him set, having a cigarette, being like, "This is gonna be my last cigarette before I die." Yeah, I guess he was taking so many drugs then. Ah, uh, yeah, he was adult. He wasn't well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There Point. was so much drug taking. Well, I, I, in that whole yeah. thing, it was only after the fact that the meth was mentioned that didn't you find that you were like. Oh, yeah, sorry. This explains, like, the allure. You know, for a minute it was like, oh, you know, Joe is just an incredible manipulator. And it was like, no, no. You're saying they all had meth goggles? He was giving them drugs. (laughs) Yeah, he was just doling out the meth. He was just a meth man. Jesus, yeah. You know, and it was just irresistible. So, uh, number eight point, not trivia, but useful information. Saf, the person who got mauled by the tiger and lost an arm. And went back to work after lunch. Oh, yeah. Like a baller. Told me repeatedly that he is trans. Okay, it was prefers, actually seven days. This person prefers to be called Saf, not Kelsey. And he uses he, him pronouns. Please do so likewise. Ah, so, ah right. For okay. future reference. Uh, number nine. For a long time, Joe told everybody he was dying from prostate and bone marrow cancer. He raised money on his Facebook um, account for his expenses. And then he showed me this horrifying photo as proof. Uh, it's a photograph of Joe definitely in a hospital looking in bits at like, red roll around the mouth and nose and various sort of drains in his chest. So as it turned out, though, mm-hmm. uh, it, he was just he just had an infected prostate, dehydration and a bad outbreak of herpes. Oh, that'll get you. The funny thing is, I was about to say that he looks well, apart from the tubes. (laughs) He looks more filled out. More filled out, and the mullet isn't visible. (laughs) He's lying. Yeah. (laughs) Tinder profiler, Joe. Number 10. Or grinder. 
do you remember some people are asking what that weird warehouse James Garretson was sitting in you know that Wait, guy who Jen, had this sleek Lego hair James Garretson you remember him Lego oh, yeah. hair businessman James yes, Garretson yes, yes. businessman so, James like, just being such a generic businessman is very yeah. Do you remember he constantly so Joe was accusing him of, of buying and selling stolen goods. Meanwhile, the video was him sitting in a warehouse of what can only be described as stolen goods. Stolen goods. Stolen goods, yeah. <laughs> so um that place was actually so the that place was a place he owned called Tiger Liquidation. <laughs> anyway, so Oh God, what Gosh. a name. Ew. Oh god, sorry, there's more facts. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, I'm loving this. So Kirk, Rick Kirkman, do you remember him? Smoker. Uh, he was the TV producer. TV producer. Uh, oh, like yeah, the yeah, reality yeah. TV producer. Heavy, heavy smoker. So Smoked out a whole packet of cigarettes during that interview. Amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, one of those smokers that the whole ash, oh, the yeah. whole ash would remain because yeah. they wouldn't move their hand the whole time. So, And I feel like between Joe, smokes, he was just eating smokes. Like it was just... Yeah, just yeah. Stuffing them between just. the gaps in his teeth. Um... <laughs> Before, jo- before meeting Joe, he filmed, he made a film all about his own addiction to crack cocaine. Ah. So you can find that if you want to do. After the zoo fire, Rick moved to Dallas. Then his house mysteriously burned to the ground, <gasps> almost killing him. Oh, no. He fled Rick. to Norway, which is where he lives now. Again, strange. So, point 12. After Don Lewis vanished, do you remember him? Carol's very wealthy, For, of in, course. you know, missing Millionaire husband. husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so after Don vanished, but before Carol married Howard, you know, the weird current husband. Oh, Jesus, Howard. Yeah, She yeah. dated a guy named Jay Bakel. So in 2002, Jay filed a restraining order against Carol, which includes some bizarre and suspicious sounding details. So the restraining order, there's a copy of it here, said that Carol threatened to kick his ass, kill him, and it, his husband, she men- makes mention of one day she said to me when I asked her about what happened, what happens if your husband shows up, her response was dead bodies can't talk. <laughs> so this is in reference to Don, her, <laughs> her missing but presumed dead husband. So, um, And presumed, was- obviously killed by her and fed to tigers. For anyone who hasn't seen the doc, like... Oh, yeah. You it's should just amazing. stop listening to my, this whole story. If you haven't seen the documentary, yeah. none of this will make any sense to you. So it was announced back in November that Joe Exotic Tiger King podcast from Wondery Media will be made into a miniseries for Universal starring Kate McKinnon. McKinnon, yes. you know her? I love class. Kate McKinnon. No way. Uh, as Carol Baskin. <gasps> oh, no how? announcement yet on who will play Joe. But could you imagine Joe's how? glee at the thought of that? Oh, man. Delighted with himself. Do you John know that a Cardi B oh, yeah. is, um, you know, trying to get a fund together to free Joe? Get out of here. Yeah. Just because she's bored being she's in that gap very, for so long. She just feels fucking passionate about this. That's right. I can't Cardi actually, I would never even attempt star. a Cardi B accent, but she really cares. And she thinks that he's been railroaded, which. Have you not heard the way she says coronavirus? <gasps> is it better than the way Michael D. Higgins says coronavirus? I'm going to need to hear both Coronavirus. Coronavirus you know, is Michael D's. There's a a wonderful video put together by our Kira Knight that is the Angelus, except instead of the bells bonging, it is oh. Michael D saying coronavirus and then Cardi B saying coronavirus. <gasps> That's right. Oh, so, amazing. Very good. Hold on. 
Let's insert an audio. Coronavirus. <laughs> it's actually um, the lads from my grandmam who put me onto that. Coronavirus. And it's the video of just people staring Party off into the middle distance. And the fields. It's beautiful. And... Did you hear they're going to do the Angelus hourly now until we flatten the curve? <laughs> no, that's a lie. <laughs> Is that a lie? Look, what else it sounds they like something I might have received in a WhatsApp group spam epidemic, but I actually didn't. I just um, I just thought it'd be I'm funny found. to say it there. <laughs> just thought I'd make a little joke. I just thought I'd make like a real gaggy kind of joke, you know. <laughs> so there's, uh, well, I keep going. There's a few more. Give us. Go on. Okay, uh, here we go. John asked me to take down the photo of him and his new teeth. So hang on. Uh, I see a lot of people asking about John, you know, Joe's ex-husband who shirtless for seven episodes. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Missing some vital teeth. So John I love the bit where they said that meth cons- like concentrates in the mouth and you lose your teeth and the next shot was a gummy fucking face of oh John. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Jesus, John. It's just like Poor you'd John. never be able to eat steak ever again. You'd have to have someone pre-chew it. Like, how do you eat? Oh, uh, I mean, I think you can overcome your dental stuff. Well, just by mashing previously mashed food, just stuffing it in. <laughs> well, I know I have like a hole in one of my teeth and I've like, you know, I've come to terms... <laughs> <laughs> it looks good so I just have to eat around it okay, so. I just, I just don't eat on that side I really should get so, that sorted John you might be happy to know has in fact purchased a full new set of teeth and is delighted with himself so that's that little nugget so 15 one day a source sent me some messages that came from Joe's phone Joe's contacts tended to be listed as things like James Tiger Mark Police <laughs> I noticed one of the contacts was simply Mike Hit. I called the number. Turned out to be a guy named Psycho Mike. (laughs) He was a former hitman (gasps) or bone collector uh, for a Mexican gang in Dallas. He'd since given up that life. Recently, he'd been helping Joe to try to get a zoo going in Dallas. I asked whether Joe ever approached him about killing Carol. He said no. Uh, So we met at an Italian joint in Dallas and talked for a long time off the record. Then I turned on the recorder and asked him how much, in his experience, it should cost to take a hit out on someone. His answer surprised me. You can hear it here. Shall I play it? Yeah. Mm. So if, if he were to approach you, what's, what is a reasonable amount of money for someone to ask for, for a, a, a hitman? How much does a hit usually cost? In, your in, my, in my personal opinion, a lot more than $4,000. <laughs> I mean... Uh, it's gonna. I mean, uh, back in the day, to break a leg was like twenty five hundred dollars, three thousand dollars. I mean, if you was to give somebody two, three thousand to go kill somebody, they'd probably take the money and leave. I mean, honestly, I would just laugh. I get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> There's a whistling. No, that'll give you an idea. <laughs> he sounds like he might not have that many teeth himself. There's a slight kind of yeah. whistle. <laughs> anyway. So that's like the the facts go on. But he does say on on one of them to anyone who came away from the Tiger King on Netflix thinking Joe is framed. 
please take mm. a look at this secretly taped convo between Joe and James, which was played at the trial. These are not the words of an innocent man. So here the transcript says, um, yeah, what I'm doing is having him go buy a go phone down there and Jeff is buying go phones. They can communicate then throw them away. And we are going to overnight mm. his phone to Vegas and Jeff is going to text pictures every once in a while back to the staff. So, so that the phone was registered in Vegas. Garrison says, Dan, as long as he don't get caught red handed, I think I think we got this. Garrison says, yeah, but this is Joe. But if they bust him red handed, mm-hmm. me and Jeff are just we got our story down to where we fired the motherfucker and he just went off the deep end. So there's lo- like, I don't know, I, 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 Cardi B, God bless her, but I, I think he is guilty. Oh, he's guilty as sin. Yeah, but like. I don't think he's a threat to society. I just think that he really had it out for Carol Baskin. But I think Carol Baskin did murder her husband also. I think they're all insane. Do you think she did? Absolutely. I just think she was on different drugs. Fascinating, I think, of all of them. She was so measured, so cool and collected, wasn't she? Didn't you find her? There's a scene in it that I rewound and watched it. Yeah, I rewound it and watched it so many times. The bit where she said... Um, <laughs> oh, there's all these rumors that I fed him to the tigers and she kind of like rolls her eyes and she's like I mean that's just crazy like that was a woman lying really? and I watched it three or four times just the way she just so flipped me was oh, like yes I mean do you guys crazy. well he's just doing he's just doing anything he can to safeguard his own life exactly that scene <laughs> just I think that he is a ventriloquist. Not to die. What is his fucking story? What is Howard's story? Howard, yes. Did he seem to have, he seemed to have a lot of like legal knowledge. Maybe he, was he, do you think he was wealthy himself? I think he was a virgin before he met her. And then he's like stuck with her because she seems a little bit quirky and she has lots of money. God, could you imagine? Like, remember your first sexual experience, and then imagine that was with a sixty-five-year-old man. Must be mad. No, thank you. Who's to say it wasn't? Anyway, <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what creeps have we got this? Week? Well, that's well, uh, yeah. Anyway, I thought that was interesting, but I ha- I, so tell me, who else has a creep for us? Okay. Um. I have a small little one. Come on. Um, some stuff I learned about. So obviously, uh, which is kind of connected to your fucking terrifying doll. Brilliant. Well, there we're was, all still uh, alive. I'm still in the room, but she uh, is in the back garden buried. <laughs> Good. That's not enough. I Good. don't think that's enough. Um, daylight. We're fine. It's daylight now. Um so I started uh, researching this trend on YouTube where YouTubers um, dress up as dolls, behave like dolls. They've called like in some videos that I looked at about this trend, people were calling it Lolita <gasps> fashion. But now ah. we know from talking to our friends that Lolita fashion is more than just appropriating doll aesthetics like Lolita fashion is kind of historical isn't it and a little bit gothic um, whereas this is specifically people uh, 
quite often Asian who make themselves up to look like dolls. Um, and one of these people who was really, really famous is a YouTuber called An- Venus Angelic. And I had never heard of her before in my entire life. But if you Google, like if you start typing in Venus into Google, like she comes up before Venus Williams. Like wow. she's obviously the most famous Venus there is. I'm doing it um, right now. Venus Angelic. Betcha. Is this Venus a slightly Angelic. robotic um, no, Barbie-like think, lady? You're thinking of Poppy. I'm, I am. Oh, I have seen Venus Angelic before. Yes. So Venus Angelic has like 1.79 million YouTube subscribers and she's been YouTubing since um, 2010. She started YouTubing when she was... Um, sorry. She started YouTubing when she was around 13 with the support of her mother. Um, and her whole kind of gig was that she looked like a little doll. Um, she's Swiss-German... But she was raised, she was living in London at the time with her mother. Um, So her mom would like film her and help her get her YouTube channel started. It was pretty much just like makeup tutorials and all these kind of little bits and bobs when they first um, started. All well and good. But this was kind of like early days of YouTube. And she very quickly uh, amassed like thousands and thousands and thousands of followers and people became like a little bit obsessed with her um so obviously there's like loads of opportunities for her her and her mom kind of stepped in as her manager were touring doing meets and greets going to like these conventions and youtube meetups um and she was like super super fucking popular but then around um 2013 all of these like stories started emerging that she was actually secretly a total bitch and um <laughs> she was like she was um cc ellen degeneres like, blocking yeah she was like blocking the other kind of um dull youtubers or whatever you want to call them um and that when they met them in p- in person that she was really rude that her mom was really weird and rude and um her popularity didn't sort of wane, but like it was out there that she was a bit of a little. Can dick. I ask a question? So, like, did she yeah. was she modifying her appearance beyond makeup? Because she really um, looks not like at that doll. age. Because she was like, she was thirteen when she started. So like, thirteen to fifteen. Uh, no, sixteen. I don't think. Now there is a surgery. We'll get onto that mm-hmm. in a second. Um. So at some point, her. And her mother moved to South Korea. Why? Because of her career. Um, I don't think it's because of her career. I think the her mother doesn't have great English. And I'm not sure what brings them to London in the first place. Um, they are of Asian descent. And then they move to mm. South Korea. It seems to be just her and her mother as well. Um, I don't know what the story is with the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. But... Um, they move to South Korea and then Venus Angelic gets a boyfriend called Mankey or Mankai. Gotcha. And they're he's Japanese and they're communicating. It's a long distance relationship. And he apparently comes to visit her, uh, which the mother takes issue with. So um, it seems to be that there was like a, a, a 
kind of on and off again long distance relationship between uh, Venus and Mankai and that they were in love but every now and then she would like delete all the photos of him say that they had broken up there's points where like they say they've gotten married because in Japan apparently you don't have to be physically present to get married you can just get married (laughs) then she says the paperwork was wrong then she says she doesn't want to get married then he comes to visit her and they are married all this kind of weird um back and forth and would he appear in her videos or was she just relating yes he appears no no he's not that kind of creep like he's totally real (laughs) no no he's totally real um does he look like normal or is he kind of in this doll he's in this kind of like k-pop aesthetic you know um but he's six years older than her uh, now, I th- like when they meet, she's she's in her late teens. So he's in his early 20s. Um, I think it's all like legit and, and fair or whatever. But the mother, um, mom starts putting out messages on the Internet that Mankai is a low grade factory worker and a pedophile <gasps> and starts to really defame like, him. Just Those two things, though, hand in hand. Yeah, just like goes to town on him is really like awful. But then which like, fact all these, does she introduce um, first? Like which one is the, the low grade kicker? factory? Okay, worker. so at least yeah. she's using the pedophile thing the as the kicker worker. rather than being like, well, he's a pedophile. Yeah, it's like, and a low grade factory and worker. A if she was putting that second, that would be even more problematic. Yeah. So uh, Margaret is the mother's name, right? And she starts putting out all these messages and there's like these message threads between Margaret and Venus online as well where they're discussing how they hate him, how he's awful, how he's not good enough for her. And then, but then Venus comes out a couple of years later, I think around 2016, and is like, actually, no, we're together. We just had to keep our relationship secret because we wanted to be able to get to know each other without this gossiping going on around us. (laughs) And it's like, it's not gossiping. It's you and your mother having a conversation about how much of a shit he is. Okay. So, and a criminal. I mean, this is going on for years. Yeah. This is going on for years. Like she's a super famous YouTuber. Like I said, one, like nearly 1.8 million subscribers. I can't believe I'd never heard of her, but she's getting so much attention, continues to put out videos. And then in, um, in, 2017 she puts out a video saying how i ran away so this is when she's like 20 so so she's about 20 yeah so 1920 so she puts out a video and basically explains to everyone that her mother was controlling her life forcing her into this youtube thing that started pretty innocently but then kept it going and was actually had control over her accounts and everything and she was the one posting messages about mankind then deleting all the images and the videos and all that kind of stuff and so she had to leave home run away from home to escape her weird batshit momager (laughs) um and then like all this is still very like low-key or whatever I mean, there seems to be a lot of stuff that is created, but she kind of like starts posting videos then without the full doll aesthetic. There's a lot of um, wine glasses and rants that are deleted and then uploaded again by other accounts. She does look like a doll, but um, obviously not like not as intensely. She's not dressing like a fucking child. Um, But then earlier on in September 2019, 
she put out another video that explained not only was she um like her mother was abusive and controlling and all this kind of stuff but that she was forced to have weight loss surgery in south korea and that she got to the stage and this part was on the daily mail that um basically she convinced a doctor in south korea to give her a essentially gastric bypass to remove 120 centimeters of intestines and make her um stomach ridiculously small for doll proportions so just one doctor apparently one doctor in south korea who um would perform the surgery she fell to six stone um Obviously, then when her weight plummeted, uh, she couldn't keep anything down. The surgery kind of failed. The oh. stitches had fallen in on themselves or something. Yeah, and she it. had to go and have um, reconstructive or whatever, reparatory sur- surgery. Um, but yeah, she so what happened had just to her a mad si- life. So she's still with her husband. She kind of, she uploads videos every now and then still. Um, like she's still present on YouTube, but like her, her, her content is just um bizarre she put up one three weeks ago saying why she's so quiet talking about how she has social anxiety um she still dresses up as a doll a lot of the time although the majority of her videos now are her kind of without the um without the the full makeup and the full outfit and it's somehow weirdly um like she looks more jarring kind of with the very doll features but none of the full rig out do you know what I mean it's the difference between her looking like the thing that comes out of the TV in the ring and looking like a creepy talking porcelain yes. doll so like she's got you know she's beautiful but creepy in both aesthetics and anyway her life just seems to be all this crazy trying to find more information on where the mother is and what has happened to the mother since she ran away because the mother then would like take and put out her own YouTube videos and and um, her deny the, the allegations and put out her story but mm-hmm. I think the majority of people stand in support of Venus um, Angelic so yeah basically one of the one of YouTube's biggest stars is someone who was kind of coerced into doing it but do we well, have like proof it's, it's that she stor- was just her her own um, really just her I mean her own account and the fact that she was so young when she started um like you know someone had to purchase but her own mother says that like she didn't one of in one of her videos where she initially was saying um that she was she her mother called her a rebellious teenager and said that she wouldn't have gotten so famous if it wasn't for her and that like she filmed and edited her videos she paid for the makeup so like her success was hers mm. essentially. So I mean, yes, it indicates that her mother was quite the driving force. But that and that she'd be one of the first early st- YouTube stars then. Yeah, yeah. Is it like on the she... back of the Hari- Harajuku girls, or is that how you say it? Those that from Japan. Is that um, that kind of aesthetic sort of? That's it. it. Like it's yeah. very, it's it's. I mean, it's typical of what you'd expect. It's the pigtails, like really fluffy bobbins, loads of bows, the big dresses. Um, there's this sort of sexual know. element to it, in the sense that they're sort of kind of acknowledging that they're not children, and there's this kind of schoolgirl feeling from it. Am I, I right? mean, some of those yeah. 1.9 million followers, like they are. 
they're not, not there to her. hear about her social right anxiety. Reasons. They're not there for their makeup tutorials. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's so weird. I want to know more. Like, but it's unfolding. How frustrating. Yeah. So how it kind of, but it unfolds very slowly. Like every now and then, another little bit of information comes out. It started because just recently, someone has put all of the conspiracies together in a different YouTube video, like a, one of these YouTube. Oh, I love the people are, that do that. Yeah, uh, like, the, like these YouTube investigators between, mm. who just talk about the YouTube community. Um, so someone's compiled that. That's a recent video that only went out. Like, I think. Uh, do you have her little, handle? Her Instagram handle. I think she's Venus Angelic everywhere. I I googled her and it came up earlier on. I will. There she is. Well, there, yeah, you're right. And her real name, Venus Palermo. Yeah. She's on Instagram. It's the same aesthetic. The last post was from five days ago. She's in Japan. But like, she looks kind of Irish. Is that she's, just the pale skin? Well, like, she's German and Swiss. Uh, Swiss. So it's hard to tell whether she styles herself to appear more um more Asian than yeah. she actually is. Well yeah, yeah because she her, looks extremely yeah, I mean little. she really doesn't look Asian. Does she? No, yeah. not at all. Anyway, but it could be filters at some after effect, exactly like you said, that sort of big eye massive doll, eyes and manga, very, very smooth yes. skin. Yeah. It's it's really interesting Sounds actually because glorious. she is kind of a chameleon from her Instagram. Um like you know, she can change her appearance dramatically. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. But there you go, that's what happens when you raise your children on uh, Shut up, Cassie. Some of it's us mad. have to raise our kids on YouTube, okay? <laughs> and are uh, you can shove your not shove at your stars. Well, you know what? When you get some monstrous vet bill for that mongrel scout and you have to start a YouTube channel with Scouty and sourdough starters. Hey. <laughs> I really don't think anyone um, would watch I, that. There's people screaming oh, in their would, phones I've right now who want that. <laughs> Sourdough's going strong in my house. Uh, just before lockdown, Dan drove into town to pick up some goo in a box from somebody who did get it one so bread 41 yeah they were selling oh. bread and giving you some of the starter and he has it growing in various parts of the house it's totally disgusting but it's what's he bread. called his starter really quick bread you have to give her you have no to name. give them a name or else they won't grow right and like a, in the tamagotchi yes. sense you'll just forget <laughs> to feed it unless you start to <laughs> Give it a personality. It's, it's actually quite hard to keep the thing alive. I've got my. Is it? I did my flow test today. Some people on the internet have been giving me a lot of uh, tips, and it seems good to good to use. What's so? What's the number one tip that's coming through? Um, it's just like it, oh, the, like the flow test is a good one. So you take a small little bit, put it in some room temperature, glass of room temperature water. If it floats, it's kind of ready to use. If it sinks, it's yeah. a witch or whatever. Okay. Um, don't, don't use it. I mean, I haven't gotten into the stage where I've tried to make bread yet. I did this once Did that not just make everyone think of, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, frost it down. I had a, br I had a boiled egg <laughs> thought. Did you? Well, you know, if, it, if you boil, if you can't remember which egg is boiled and not boiled, boiled I don't eggs, know if that's ever happened to me. Or is it rotten eggs will sink and... Rotten eggs sink and... And Fresh good eggs explosion. 
Could be the other way around. We've just confused everybody. <laughs> Again, it's the egg coming out of the chicken constantly. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the way, didn't we figure it out that it formed in its hard shell at the end of its journey? Yeah. And was a squishy the shell in order to let it, you know, Pass travel through. through the chicken. Look, it's all interesting. Is anyone getting like bed into the whole neighbors? I mean, are we all just because we're all living at home all of the time? Is everybody just really focusing hard on what the fuck is going on? God in the damn it, no. Because I mm-hmm. really no. I'm just finding my imagination running <laughs> wild, staring out windows of my house, <laughs> just wondering and watching. We have a WhatsApp group. I know what's going on. They're all chat all the time. In fact, I haven't joined it because the phone's too busy. But Seb just relays Mm. the kind of interesting tidbits to me. But I have a good road. Like, I know everyone on Um, my road really well. We have street parties. We're like a street in a Richard Curtis film. Oh, yeah. It's fabulous. You have an old school. uh, I missed our street party because we went to the Spice Girls instead. Uh, Obviously, no regrets. (laughs) But uh, haven't been able to bond with with the oh, people. Oh yeah, you, you burned some bridges was... that night, Cassie. But there I am in the um, I am in the COVID response WhatsApp group. It's bopping. Ah. It's like seven people in it. So Look after the new. oldies in the hood. Yeah, but none of them want our favors. <laughs> Obviously Keep not. So things. fucking annoying. I bet if I was over seventy in my house and I had these fucking young people flaunting their health day and night, flaunting their health and their freedom. Exactly. So, so do you have a creep? Oh, I sure do. Um, gives gives your uh, Buzzfeed headline. We forgot. I'm glad you asked, Jennifer O D W Y E R, because I did have one. I've been crafting it all afternoon. (laughs) Have you told us yours last week? Anyway, carry on. What? What did you ask me? Did you tell us this? This story. I hope least. No, no, just your BuzzFeed headline. Did you tease this? Oh, no, story? I didn't. No? I didn't. Because I was between okay. two. I was kind of, you know, when you're in between a few. Sometimes I can be kind yes. of, I'll be like feeding my creep starters over the course of a week, you know, and I'll be kind of looking at them all, seeing how they're all coming on, putting them in water. Um, and this is the one that floated. Beautiful. So my creep headline is D.B. Cooper, the creep will. So I've tried to rhyme creepwell with sequel there. I don't know, don't know if you got, got that. that. Okay, great. Got that. Do you guys, well, Cassie remembers who D.B. Cooper is. You might not remember yeah. his name, Jen. Do you remember D.B. Cooper? Uh, yep. Cooper? Um, Cassie did him a few episodes ago. He was the joyful uh, plane hijacker who skydived to freedom. Fucking amazing. Are you going to well, give us an update? Mm, no, no, yes. no, not quite. Don't get too nope. excited. But I found a very oh, interesting kind of cousin story that, okay. Yes. So, so just a quick recap. Do we remember Cassie told us in literally joyful detail? I don't know why I got such a buzz from that story. And this story is not going to give anyone a, a buzz. Story. Because it's just it was he, a happy ending. He deserved it. He worked hard. Nobody hurt. He didn't hurt anybody. He He paid for his duty free. He paid for the duty free. He paid for the peanuts. We loved it. It was a happy ending. Um, It was a good story. And Cassie's one for the blue balls. So we weren't prepared. I could be ruining that story with this story. Well, because 
Well, we'll see. Okay, so uh, for anyone who is maybe catching up or listening out of order, in short, D.B. Cooper is a name given to a mystery man who um, the FBI have never completely confirmed who he was or his identity, but he hijacked a plane on the 24th of November. Um, and So Jane Doe. A John Do- well, they named him, he used the name Dan Cooper oh, um, when he was hijacking the plane. So that's kind of stuck. Um, as his name, Dan or D.B. Cooper. Like, that's just the name they gave him, but they know it's not his name. And anyway, he uh, basically ordered a delivery of $200,000 and then jumped out of the plane into the night. And it was fairly intense and cool. Sort of an evil Knievel meets John Dillinger meets, I don't know, like Tom Hanks or something. I feel like Tom Hanks could play him. Did we describe, did we discuss that on the last episode? No, but I feel because he's kind of like he's got this Mm -hmm. nice guy. Maybe we did. Maybe we did. Anyway, right. So that all happened, as I said, 24th of November, 1971 um, in Oregon. Uh, The plane had left from Portland International Airport. Right. Cut to. um, So that was Dan uh, Cooper. Robert Bob Clark. Um, it's a young, a young guy. He's not that young. <laughs> he's not that young, but he's just moved to Denver in early 1972. So just a couple of months after the um, plane jacking, um, Bob settled in Denver, um, kind of starting a new life for himself. And uh, he got a job as an accountant in a paper box uh, manufacturing uh, operation. Uh, you know, he settled into the community. He, you know, was uh, you know doing the church thing. Uh, he used to do, in fact, a little bit of um, the, what did you just call your WhatsApp group again? The COVID uh, helpers? COVID response. response. He was doing a bit of uh, elderly response, driving old churchgoers wow. around the place and just generally being kind of a sound guy. So um, it was that actually a religious gathering for his church that he met um, a woman called Dolores Miller. And happy days, they got married in the mid 80s. And a couple of years later, they moved to Virginia um, where Bob got another job in accounts and um, and they were kind of going along fine by all accounts. Uh, and that's the end. It's just a creep dive story with a happy ending. He's just a guy who moved, he moved Aww. to a town somewhat after the hijacking. And I thought, could be? No. Okay. Basically, <laughs> then, <laughs> sorry. So then basically in 1989, um, so they'd just been living in Virginia for a couple of years um, on, a, on a street. Uh, you know, tight knit street. Everyone knew everyone's name, and um, all the neighbors got along. Um, and one of the neighbors was watching America's Most Wanted um, during its first uh, season. So that was the first year that America's. Oh, I'd say the buzz around that when it first landed on TV would have well, been. Well, did brilliant. you know? Factoid: America's Most Wanted actually started in Austria. And there was Australian and English iterations before it ever got to the States. Um, There you go now. (laughs) And so anyway. I think I did know that. There was also Crime Watch. Yeah, Crime Watch in the UK. One of the. 
Or was it Crime yeah, Stoppers? Is, is, I can't remember which is which. But anyway, not as good as America's Most Wanted just had that fucking showbiz pizzazz. Plus, it had that presenter whose son was murdered. I know. Oh, yeah, you what? know the presenter, the first presenter of America's Most Wanted was this big victim's advocate um, because he had lost a son. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, God. Before uh, the show. Yeah. I think, oh God, now you're making me question it. Yeah, I think he had lost it, had lost his son before the show. Anyway, listen. So one of Bob's neighbors was watching America's Most Wanted and they brought on this interesting report. Um, so they were looking for um, information on a cold case and they had gotten this incredible forensic artist. This is where it might start getting familiar. Um, a guy called Frank Bender. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, to present this clay bust he had made of a suspect who had been on the run for um, like over 10 years. And clay bust is time clay bust, Yeah. He didn't just do the so sketch. He, oh, like, why didn't they do the sketch? I think because they wanted to like really bring it to life for people. And like, so he had this artist had examined photographs of the suspect. Well, like, do people have to queue up and see the clay bust? No, they were showing it on TV. You up to see it? I imagined it like being like the like the the relics that we used to have to go down and visit in the church in a glass box. Where you'd queue up and walk around just to get your three sixty view and walk out again. No, no. Actually, the clay bust you can see it online, and it looks really, really like the Podge and Raj puppets. Like it's crazy and okay. it's so like i think they must have based them on this because it's like the same features the same kind of like creepy little smattering of hair you know um anyway the artist had also aged up the bust because the suspect had been missing for like over a decade so he tried to kind of like you know age progress the um the likeness anyway he obviously did an amazing job because bob's neighbor was like that's bob clark <laughs> no <laughs> shit so the neighbor alerted the authorities now they got loads of calls in but they got loads of calls in about bob clark oh god god love, love bob. bob god love dolores because Ooh. jesus shit was about to get dark for dolores um so the authorities um they took bob in for questioning um, they were like, um, you know, your prints match all the prints at the crime scene. I mean, it's you. And he for two weeks was like, no, I'm Bob Clark. I'm number crunch for the paper factory. I go to the Lutheran church. I'm Bob Clark. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. A and nice they were guy. like, no, fuck face. You're John List and you murdered your fucking whole family in 1971. Oh Sorry, guys, I took it there. So do you have you heard of John List or this story? Um, it's no. it's bananas. But basically um, in so basically what <laughs> what John List had was two completely separate lives. He had one life. From like 1940, sorry, 1925 when he was born to the uh, 4th of November 1971 when he killed his entire family, including his mother. And then he just 
disappeared so many, and resurfaced. How many members of his okay, family? Okay, so um, his wife, Helen, his mom, Alma, and Helen and his three children, Patricia, John Jr. and Frederick. So they were all teenagers um, when they died. So Holy John shit. List was um, very, very religious. Um, he'd been raised by a very religious mother, Alma. Um, he was very close to his mother. Lots of things I've read about him. His dad basically like never spoke directly to him and just used to relay messages to his son via the mom. And then the mother took it the opposite direction. So if either of his parents had just been remotely normal and perhaps had been just somewhat met in the middle, he might have had a reasonably normal upbringing. But instead, he had this incredibly cold dad and then this like incredibly smothering mother. Um, obviously, it's not their fault fully that what happened. Um, mm. So like he wasn't like... I just don't think he was your average Joe at all. Um, but neighbors just generally like who knew him as John List uh, just were like, oh, like he's uptight. He's super religious. He never like has a laugh with anyone. He's just a fucking no crack, no crack, uh, no crack a jack. Um, and he like, I don't know why they kept kind of like referencing the fact that he used to mow the lawn wearing a tie as some kind of signifier of like oh. his like total. Uh, that is so shit. shit though. Red shit flag. flag. Totally. Um, he was a devout Lutheran Sunday school teacher. He had served in the U.S. Army during Second World War. Um, he'd also served in. Uh, yeah, he also went to the University of Michigan and got his like degree in accounting no shade to accountants but he's very I don't know he's just straight Straight laced laced. so then anyway he married um um, oh yeah so then he met Helen his future wife right and Helen had a very fucking sad story herself so lots of accounts of this story have kind of been like Helen was a nightmare to live with as if that is in any way. Um, but poor Helen had actually been married already. She was a widow when she met John. Um, and she had a little girl herself um, who was nine years old. And Helen had loved her first husband dearly, but he'd given her syphilis. And syphilis was George. just oh. like... <laughs> Syphilis just just way more of a life sentence back then. Um, I sorry, I don't didn't mean to go into a side dive into syphilis, but basically before they had a cure for syphilis, have you ever heard of this? Um, so so oh, syphilis wild. is like it's um an STD that like starts obviously in your you get like fire crotch, then goes to your brain, you get Alzheimer's, depression, you die. It's fucking grim. So at the time, right, it could be cured with penicillin. But because um, Helen had had gotten syphilis during World War um, II, they were reserving all the penicillin for the troops overseas. And um, yeah, and so basically they did the other treatment that they had at the time um, before penicillin was so crazy. They gave the sufferer malaria. And there was... As a course of treatment. And there was something like, oh... I don't know. There was something like you'll 100% die from the syphilis, but you'll only 50% die from the malaria and the malaria will kill the syphilis. So you 
good odds. Good odds there. Wow. Totally bonkers. There's actually, I'd say, such a full creep dive in like that whole thing. Treatment yeah, because they also sense. used to just give the people malaria by injecting them with the blood of people who had malaria, not a mind to blood types matching, any other blood, that's blood so transmitted that diseases. That the very beginning of vaccines mm. because they had an understanding a little dose a little dose being you know being being potentially helpful yeah so anyway by the time um helen had met john list um she was just a sad case to be honest she eventually became a drug addict and alcoholic and she kind of like was in the house in the family um but like she kind of could just about function normally in front of people um but behind the scenes was very unstable And she definitely was kind of like not a good mother. Like, you know, like it was a sad house that Patricia, John and Frederick, the kids uh, grew up in. And um, the house they grew up in. So basically they just moved around a bit over the years, lived in Baltimore, Maryland. They'd moved to Northern California at another point. And they eventually settled in um, this town in New York um, and bought this insane gaff. That was like a 19 room Victorian mansion. It was like the biggest house in the town, basically. And um, so we, he had be, kind of been on the run for like from kind of debts and things like that. Like he was an accountant, but terrible with money, strangely. And so when he decided to buy this house with his wife and children, which was like a good 10 years before the murders happened, um, he got his mom, Alma, to sell her family home. And kind of like come in with them on buying the mansion. So it was a strange move. You don't need a mansion at all, John, for fuck's sake. But he um, he bought the mansion. And I mean, there's amazing pictures of it online. It is like, you know, obviously just a Pinterest dream, you know, It's (laughs) it's just so divine. It had so much potential, like. They really could have made something incredible there. Um, But instead, John List just was a maniac instead and a monster. (laughs) But anyway, so like the kids were like involved in the town life and stuff like that. But like, I think it was definitely their family was just slightly known like that. You know, I think all the religiosity and like Patricia, the eldest daughter. So um, Helen's child from her first marriage had moved out when she was about 16 because she was just like fuck all of this like I hate this guy my mum's crazy this guy's mom lives on the third floor she's a weapon it's Grimsville so she had actually left already and thank God um, and by the time like Patricia and um, their oldest child that they had together was like in high school and stuff like that she was starting to rebel like she was kind of like seven early 70s she was kind of like I'm Wiccan and you know she was 15 she was exploring uh. witchcraft and um, drugs well smoking cigarettes actually to be honest so tame probably she probably never even had much crack uh, anyway um, not that drugs are the way to have crack don't do drugs but um, anyway uh, she had gotten really interested in acting and in her like drama club at high school and stuff like that. And uh, in the lead up, like in the autumn of like 1971, they had kind of um, her and her brothers had sort of started to say around school a bit that like they were scared of their dad and, you know, that the family situation was shitty and bad. But I suppose 
they didn't mix with the community that much apart from in their religious ways and I suppose like like nobody took much heed of it and anyway then the yeah. next thing um, John's like I'm having a family meeting we're having a family meeting this is like in autumn of 71 and um, he's like um, I just I mean what does everyone want cremation or burial and <laughs> and they were like he was like we have to kind of be prepared for this kind of thing he says to his like feckin' 16 year old, 15 year old and 13 year old and his wife and his mother. Anyway, most of the family, in fact, all of the family opted for burial um, and also like immediately went to school the next day and were like, dad's dad's gone. Dad asked us how he wants to die. Dad's gone really, really <laughs> off. Um, and mm. so still nobody did anything. Um, uh, but... Then on the 9th of November, uh, List kind of like saw his kids off to school and then he went uh, back into the house, the giant house, and um, shot poor Helen um, as she was sitting at the kitchen table, went upstairs um, to Alma, his mom who lived on the third floor. That She had like a little apartment up there. Um, again, great potential, you know, like it could have been a nice granny flat, like would have really served Mary, my mother, very well if she wanted to come in on something like that with me. Anyway, um, poor Alma got it in the face. Um, then as his kids came home from school, he shot them. And then um, he made himself lunch because you got a snack. You got to keep the blood sugars up when you are being a fucking horrible prick of a bastard. Uh then he went, started driving around town doing some errands, closed out all the bank accounts, got money and uh, went to, yeah, sorry. Um, there is some, some sources say that he went to the high school to watch his oldest son play in a soccer game, but it's kind of unconfirmed, but so, so grim. So anyway, he put all of the family in the mansion's ballroom, because it had a ballroom, and um, he wrote, wrote a letter to his pastor and um, disappeared. Forever. He what did the so say? on the day when he was Bye. yeah when he was doing um, the all his errands and murderings, he also like stopped the milk being delivered rang the high school and was like, oh, we're going on a trip. And he basically kind of like set it up so that no one would come looking for a while. And then he like um, turned the heat in the house down quite low. And then he set the radio. He had an intercom system throughout the house so that like uh, music would play in every room. And he set it to like some local kind of um, Jesus radio station just playing kind of like round the clock Jesus tunes uh, through the house through the giant 19-room mansion that was now empty of life except for the poor bodies of his family. Um, and then he disappeared um, without a trace until, obviously, um, 1989. So the letter to the pastor is galling. Um, I'll just read a couple of bits and bobs. Um, he basically said, Dear Pastor Rewinkle, I'm sorry to add this additional mm -hmm. burden to your work. I know that what has been done is wrong um, from all that I've been taught and that any reasons that I might give will not make it right. But you are the one person that I know 
um, that while not condoning this, will at least possibly understand why I felt I had to do this. So then he lists his reasons. Okay. One, I wasn't earning anywhere near enough to support us. Everything I tried seemed to fall to pieces. True, we could have gone bankrupt and maybe gone on welfare. Two, that brings me to my next point. Um, knowing the type of location that one would have to live in, plus the environment for the children, plus the effect on them knowing they were on welfare was just more than I thought they and I could endure. I know uh, the thought to give them the option. I know they were willing to cut back, he says. But this involved a lot more than that. So he is a mass murderer and a snob and just a, oh my god anyway three um with pat as uh, patricia the oldest being so determined to get into acting i was also fearful as to what that might do to her continuing to be a christian i'm sure that wouldn't have helped oh my god john four also with helen not going to church i knew that this would harm the children eventually in their attendance i had continued to hope that she would begin to come to church soon but when i mentioned to her that mr jutes wanted to pay her an elder's call she just blew up and said she wanted her name taken off the church rolls again this could only have had an adverse result for the children's continued attendance so he just literally put a stop to their continued existence instead which is just fucking baffling what the fuck anyway um so that is the sum of it if any of these had been the condition we might have pulled through but this was just too much meaning if any one of these things sorry if any one of these had been the condition we might have pulled through but all four too much too much for john um at least i'm certain that all have gone to heaven now um if things had gone on who knows if this would have been the case of course mother got involved uh, because doing what I did to my family would have been a tremendous shock to her at this age. Therefore, knowing that she is also a Christian, I felt best that she be relieved of the troubles of this world that would have hit her. Um, just um, so generous of you, John. Um, after it was all over, I said some prayers for them all from the hymn book. It was the least I could do. He actually wrote <laughs> that was the least I could do. Now for the final arrangements. Um, you may recall that the family agreed they wanted to be buried. Now... John says, Helen and the children have all agreed that they would prefer to be cremated. Please see to it that the costs are kept low. That was a fecking budgetary decision. He literally was like, what do we all want? They said, burial, dad. He said, too pricey. Anyway. Cremated. Why Why ask? Why bother oh, like there what is happening inside this guy's mind? Anyway, so it goes on. There's a few more arrangements because he's got like different little letters to send to different people. Blah de blah blah blah. Um he said um then oh yes, he kind of wraps up with um I'm sure many will say, How could anyone do such a horrible thing? My only answer is it isn't easy and was only done after much thought. Um, he goes on to say, please remember me in your prayers. I will need them whether or not the government does its duty as it sees it. I'm only concerned with making my peace with God. And of this, I am assured because of Christ dying even for me. P.S. Mother is in the hallway in the attic, third floor. She was too heavy to move. Signed, John. <laughs> 
in what has to be literally one of the oh, most crazy and gosh. disturbing um, letters ever, ever written. Um, so, yeah, so they found after, so the family was found um, early in December, so a month later. And uh, like literally, God love the person who found them. Like the first one in, I'd say just like horror show, literally the creepy Jesus music and the cold giant uh, mansion and oh anyway and mm. um, they found his uh, car at, at the airport nearby so they were like oh I guess um like maybe he boarded a flight but they had no um no hope of knowing they just ha- had no idea where he'd gone he just disappeared um and so then basically here we go back to 1989 America's Most Wanted the neighbor's like, well, that's Bob Clark. And kabam, they found John List, one of the most heinous killers in American history. And uh, he was uh, convicted of first degree murder, murder, moida, <laughs> moida, moida, five counts, sentenced um, to uh, life and uh, died in prison at the age of 82. Wild. Yeah. Mad. yeah. Freaking wild. Good enough yeah. for him. Fuck him. Fuck him. And what happened to her then, his wife? Disappeared, like, very completely from the internet, from what I could see. Um, Similarly, the daughter, you know, the surviving daughter. um, Yeah. Like, she testified at the trial, but um, never, I never, um, I couldn't find anything of her or anything like that. So, obviously, I'd say she just, like, you know... Anything to kind of distance yourself from all of that tragedy. So basically, the theory that he was... Lovely and disturbing. Sorry? Lovely Lovely and disturbing. disturbing, Sorry. So the theory that he was D.B. Cooper um, started because um, he obviously... The timeline fits because it was 20 days after he left the house um, after having killed everyone that um, the hijack took place in Portland. So, like, obviously he was in um, New York was where he committed the crimes, but then obviously, you know, in those three weeks could have gotten to Portland. Um, yeah. They... But did... Yeah. But did any of the air people... Identify him? him? Uh, no, I, they kind of believed that there was... A, sunglasses, guys. Remember? Yeah. His, his big, big sunglasses. sunglasses. He wore big sunglasses. I mean, they said he fit the profile also and he fit thought- the description. And an FBI um, agent said he's the kind of guy with nothing to lose and he does bear a resemblance to the composite sketch of D.B. Cooper. And they were all. I don't want it to be. No, him. because I it liked, ruins no. D.B. Cooper completely. Exactly. Also, there was something about the, um, t- you know, the way he asked for 200,000 in cash. And that yeah. was, um, yeah. oh God, I've lost, where is the bit? Sorry, there was something where that cash seemed per- pertinent. The amount that he had requested was like the same amount that he had tried to take out of his mother's account but couldn't or something like that. There was some other piece okay. like that. I mean, in the end, like they still don't know, as, as Cassie told us. Like um, they, they closed the case in 2016. Did your guy get away with any money? Uh, yeah, well, they found some of the uh, ransom money 
in on the ground after when they were like searching for a body because they really believed that guy had died in the fall. Do you remember that, Cass? They found some of the marked bills, yeah. um, but n- not all of it. Like years, years later. later, yeah, in Columbia River, it says, but nobody. Fascinating. But, like, Imagine. Says, but the thing about the money was that the money that uh, they never found the money back in the system. So they they, they never right. found it used mm. somewhere. But obviously it's just been like. But then we talked about it could have been gone to yeah. Mexico. Or washed. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever they say. I don't know, whatever. Like, I don't know how they, I don't know how you launder money. If I did, I would Watch do Ozark. It. That's like, a good primer just, for money laundering. Still very complicated. Um, but yeah, so that's John List. Yeah, I mean, I, he had a lot of financial woes. So all this bullshit about worrying about their souls because the wife wasn't going to church and the girl, the daughter liked acting like ugh, he was just the most selfish piece of shit ever, basically, who couldn't hack that he had fucked them over financially and, you know, declaring bankruptcy would be so fucking beneath him, you know. So sorry now amazing. for doing that to us all, but no, but that's a an mad story, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Like imagine I, I used yeah. to always picture the reveal of on America's Most Wanted of poor Dolores sitting beside Bob and like literally going from the TV to the man beside her. Bob, I yeah. mean, it wasn't quite that, but like imagine literally Kathy, being tra- like somebody number so and so Bob at number 18 is on America's Most Wanted. And for this horrific in her knickers, crime, Sophie. You just missed her doing a shower. Yeah, I just fashioned oh, my planning. damn. How did I miss that? I know. Well, I tell you, I'll I was over again. on my I'll notes. I'll do it on the live. I'll do it on the live. Um, so, yeah. There, there we, we have, have it. it. Thanks for coming, Thank Creeps. Thank you, girls. Absolutely. Thanks, uh, Creeps, for listening. Sorry to do that to us. See you. We'll that see you on the live. Uh, periodically, we should revisit uh, uh, D.B. Cooper and, and, and offer another theory of yeah. who he was. Because it's probably the finest... Uh, creep he's not even a creep he's, he's a, a damn hero, hero provided he's <laughs> not he's john that list. guy everyone go look john at john list. list he is the true life podge slash raj like it is crazy I'm, I'm bringing him up now anyway thank you if you're our patron we sincerely we appreciate, appreciate you, you so had... much and for the and rest of you what are you him. waiting for <laughs> well no but it no honestly pressure. it is it's such crack doing the the creep stream like yeah we're having great fun on our weekly live hives uh except for last week when i was well, terrified that was, yes that is true look just the first of many i'm sure it's gonna be one of you Jen, two next i mean it's, it wasn't going to be long before some psychopath or a ghost finds us jen yeah, you did invite the evil spirits into the studio and we had... Um, did you have to get some and sage? we had fiancé. <laughs> no, I got loads of hive. white roses. <laughs> um, I just want to know, do you want burial or cremation, Jen? I'm going to go cremation. That's, it's a cheaper I was about option. Say, we'll pay for the cremation out of the patron fund, but we wouldn't foot the burial. Sorry. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> um, All right, well, yeah, we'll the see I keep trying to end it. Okay, okay, Sorry, bye, Jen. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll I'll do see it. it. Right, see this ya. is grand. See ya. Right, bye. best bye. of luck. Okay, right, bye, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye, bye. Bye. <laughs>
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.